when pastor asked me to preach, I said, are you sure? And he said, yeah, why? And I was like, well, I'm not as long-winded as you. And he just kind of laughed, and they said it'll be all right. So um, then I got sick, and, and so it might be extra short today. But pray the Lord that, well, I've been, I've been praying all week that the Lord just uses this message. But if you have your Bibles, Colossians chapter 4, Colossians chapter 4 is we'll be, we'll, where we'll be at tonight. The title of the message is uh, Using My Talents for God's Glory, or Using Your Talents for God's Glory. Um, there's a story. A pastor parked his car in a no-parking zone in a large city because he was short of time and could, fi- and could not find a space with a meter. Then he, puts a note, uh, he, let, he proceeded to put a note under the windshield wiper that read, I have circled the block ten times. If I don't park here, I'll miss my appointment. Forgive us our trespasses. When he returned, he found a citation from a police officer along with, along with this, a note, and uh, that circled uh, that said this i've circled the block for 10 years if i don't give you a ticket i'll lose my job lead us not into temptation <laughs> uh, a pastor was preoccupied with uh, with thoughts of how he was going to ask the congregation to come up with more money than they were expecting for repairs to the church building Therefore, he was really annoyed to find that the regular pianist was sick and a substitute had been brought in at the last minute. The substitute pianist wanted to know what to play. Uh, The pastor impatiently said, here's a copy of the service, but you'll have to think of something to play after I make the announcement about the finances. During the service, the pastor paused and said, brothers and sisters, we 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 find ourselves in a great difficult situation. The roof repairs cost twice as much as we expected, and we now need $4,000 more to get the repairs done. Any of you who can pledge $100 or more, please stand up. At that moment, the substitute pianist played the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> and that is how the substitute pianist became the full-time pianist. All right. <laughs> Colossians chapter 4, Colossians chapter 4. Oh, there's different people using their talents in different ways, right? Colossians chapter 4, starting in verse 14, the Bible says, Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas greet you. Salute the brethren which in Laodicea and Nymphus, and the church was in his house. And when, his, uh, and when this epistle is read among you, cause that it be read also in the church of Laodicea, uh, Laodiceans, and that ye likewise read the epistle from Laodicea. And say to Archippus, uh, take heed to thy ministry, which thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. The salutation of, uh, by the hand of me, Paul, remember my bonds. Grace be with you. Amen. I really want to focus on the verse 17. And say to Archipp- uh, Archippus, take heed to the ministry, which thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. Let's pray. Lord, we should love you. We thank you just for the ability, Lord, once again, just to be in your house. Lord, I pray as we just dive into this, uh, this, your word, Lord, I pray you just remove me from the picture, Lord, and just allow your words to be spoken here tonight, Lord. Lord God, I sure do love you. I thank you for this day. I thank you for just the opportunity, Lord, to be in your house tonight, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. You know, uh, here, uh, just a, a quick uh, pause writing, uh, another one of Paul's writing here, and he's more so just encouraging people, and that's all I want to do tonight is just encourage 
not only you guys, but myself first and foremost, as I was preparing for this message and then just kind of studying different things, and, you know, I was drinking water, sipping on Dayquil, and then sucking on cough drops, trying to get my throat right just so I can be, you know, and Pastor texted me this morning, he goes, I'm praying for you tonight, and I was like, well, they're going to get the frog, you know, they, 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 and he's like, well, just, just stick with it. But as I was preparing, I was just encouraged. Because here, the, the thought of just Paul saying to Archippus, just, you know, uh, uh, to thy ministry, fulfill it. Uh, the, the Bible says, uh, 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 the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. You know, not all of us are, are fi- uh, find ourselves in full-time ministry or uh, of full-time vocational ministry, if you want to put it like that. We don't all find ourselves like that, but we do all find ourselves, I hope and pray that we do all find ourselves as full-time Christians. And we do find ourselves as in a position where our thoughts, our actions, our talents, or the way we conduct ourselves should be a reflection of what Jesus Christ has done in our lives. Paul here was telling Archippus to take heed to the ministry and fulfill it. Archippus uh, may be the son of Philemon. We don't know that 100% sure. He has taken the spiritual leadership from the pastor Epaphras while the pastor Epaphras is away. Uh, uh, these names, I tried saying these names 15 times all day, and it was just so hard for me. But uh, the son of Philemon is Archippus, as, as, as we're led to believe sometimes, uh, but we don't know 100% sure. Every one of us should listen closely to the instruction that Paul gave to Archippus, for, and those, that was this, for, fulfill the ministry that God gives to you and make your life count for Jesus Christ. You know, Christ has given us as individuals our own personal ministry, whether that's uh, the ministry of, of just encouragement and di- or different talents or different abilities. God's given us as individuals different abilities. My abilities might not be your abilities, and your abilities are probably not my abilities. And that's the greatness of God, just giving us different abilities, giving us different talents, giving us different gifts to be able to reach the world for Christ. And, you know, as, as we live our lives and, and the, 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 the thought of using my talents or using your talents for God, what are the po- what's the point of that? You know, the point is to point people to Jesus Christ. That should be our daily goal is, you know, how can I live my life today to, to please God today? How can I conduct myself? How can I uh, carry myself that people will see Christ in and through me? I think that uh, the, uh, how powerful would that be if, uh, all people saw in us was not the fleshly man though, or the person who's always sinning, but just the person who used to sin that has been saved through Jesus Christ's blood and the, by the glory of God uh, we have been saved. And uh, if all we, the way we carry ourselves, we conduct ourselves, pointing people to Christ and influencing others for God's glory. God equips not only his saints, uh, but God does equip his saints with spiritual gifts that they can use to fulfill the ministry he has given them. You know, someone asked me uh, a while ago, why does God choose to give you or anybody spiritual gifts? And you know, the thought was, immediately I was like, I, I don't know. God sees something in me that I don't see in myself. God sees something in you that you don't see in yourself. As, as we read uh, in the missionary's letter, 
His thoughts are above our thoughts. My ways are not your ways, and my thoughts are not your thoughts, as the Bible says. Time and time again, we see that God's uh, provision, he's got the, the, the master plan, if you will. And we're so focused on the here and now and all about me. But if we take a step back and we say, Lord, why? Why did you give me this gift? Why did you, why did you give me this ability? Why did you allow me to, uh, you know, I, I've, I've met people who are, are, are great uh, speakers. I've met people who are very compassionate. I've met people who are very mercy, uh, full of mercy, very giving. I've, you meet different people. You meet caring people. And just as much as you meet the good people, you see the bad people. You meet some very rough people sometimes. And, and, and you know, but why? Everybody is special and different in their way, and each and every one of us have special gifts or, or talents that God's given us. But why? And I, I think that one of the reasons why is for God to glorify himself. For God to glorify himself. In 1 Peter 4, 11, we see, If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do so as the, as, do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom, we, uh, whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. You know, I think if we really practice this verse, just that part, that God in all things may be glorified. You know, it, it doesn't, I, I think it doesn't get much easier than that. That's easier said than done all the time, but that's it, you know, that God in all things may be glorified. That, that there, if we all practice this verse wholeheartedly, there would be less conflict in churches, there would be less conflict in our city, in our country, there would just be, uh, we would not lose sight of what we start, look, how we start our ministry. You know, when you first get saved, or if you remember the, when you first got saved, uh, I know for me, when I first got saved, uh, I was 15, year old, 15 years old, and I was at, at, a, at a teen camp, and I, I just remember that the pastor was uh, preaching on hell and just really graphically describing hell as the Bible describes it, and I just remember, I don't want to go there. And I don't, you know, and, and, and so... When, when I went forward and, and they, they walked me through the plan of salvation, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. And when I, when I came home, I just remember it was out of that fear of, well, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to obey my mom. I'm going to do this and I'm going to be the best Christian I can be. You know, I, I, my, I got a new Bible and I was reading it. But if I'm 100% honest, that didn't last forever. That, that didn't. It was, it was as if uh, I was coming, I got saved, I plateaued for a little bit, and I kind of started declining. And it's, it's, it's just me being transparent, and, and, you know, you begin to get comfortable, if you will. You begin to just say, well, this is good enough, or, or, or I'm saved. And, and, you know, that if we're not careful, complacency can creep in very easily. If we're not careful, well, we can lose sight of what God did for us in, in, at, at Calvary. And, you know, if we remind ourselves that God's given us these gifts, God's given us these talents, God's given us these different abilities to glorify himself. Why? So we don't end up in a place called hell. And so that people can see God in and through us glorified. You know, if you would have asked me... 
10 years ago that you were going to be in southern Florida, a children's ministry pastor, working at a church full time, I would have said, you're crazy. I, I would, I, in my mind, in my heart, I was never going to leave California. I'm the only one outside of, uh, I'm the only one of my family that lives outside of California. And, and to me, that, that, that you know, it, it's rough. But if you would have told me that 10 years, I would have said, you're, no, no, absolutely not. Uh, I'm not. But the Lord has a unique way of just pulling your talents. If you would have said, you're going to stand before people and preach, I would have said, no, absolutely not. But the Lord has a, just, his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. And, you know, if we can stay focused and we can just take a step back and say, Lord, you know, uh, remind me, uh, reinvigorate my love for you, re reignite that passion that we once had and say, Lord, give me the fire, give me that flame to just stay focused on you, that everything, that in all things, you might get the preeminence, that in all things, people might see you in and through us and you get the glory. Imagine what we can do not only for our lives, our family's lives, but our community, our country, our, our, the world. We just had our missions conference and we heard about uh, these different missionaries going across uh, the world. We called several missionaries who were in different parts of the world and we got to hear what the Lord's doing. But imagine if we all wholeheartedly got on that same page to live our lives in a manner that glorified God himself. But not only to glorify God, uh, we see that to glorify himself, but we see that part of it is to build up the body of Christ, to build up the body of Christ. Ephesians 4, verses 11 and 12, and he says, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Some are going to teach, some are going to preach, some are going to just uh, do different things. We all have a role to play. We all have a different part. You know, we couldn't uh, do what we do on Sundays uh, if we didn't have Sunday school teachers, if we didn't have nursery workers, if we didn't have the sound men, if we didn't have the, the pianists, if we didn't have these things, these different people using their different talents, we would not be able to operate as a church. We would not be able to work as a local church. God wants us to encourage, help, and strengthen someone in our church. The question can be asked, uh, will you let God use you? As you use your talents and gifts, you help others grow spiritually. It's that, as the Bible refers, that iron sharpeneth iron. If we are that, that right, you know, if you say, I am, I am a very positive person, which we've all met one or two. <laughs> But if you were one of those positive person, why can't you rub off on somebody? Maybe you see someone who isn't as positive as you and go and encourage and uplift them. And as the Bible says, edify one another. And that's growing, building the, the, the local church to develop unity in the body of Christ. Ephesians 4.13, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a, uh, unto a perfect man, which the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. We need to come together to, th to, to see things in like-minded ways, to move forward to achieve the goals that God wants us to. to number, the number one goal should be fulfilling the Great Commission. 
That's what God came to do, to seek and to save that which was lost. That's what Jesus came to do. And if that's our goal, not only to, to help build a church to, to, to the local church, but to unify the body, how do we unify? We by all being on the same page, by us encouraging and edifying, using our talents, using the gifts that God's given us to encourage one another, to uplift one another, to develop the maturity of the body of Christ. Uh, uh, Fred Smith once said, God is not as interested in your success as, you, as your maturity. When you use your talents and gifts for God's glory, not only do you grow spiritually, but you help others grow closer to God. You know, we're not all arrived, if you will. We don't all have the answers, but together we can search and ask the Lord for guidance, clearance, and direction in, in all matters of life. There's people in this room who've, who've, uh, who've gone through different situations that maybe one day you might encounter, and you can lean on people. That's why we're a church family. We have each other to lean on and say, hey, I'm struggling with this. I'm dealing with that. And here comes someone edifying, someone who's more mature, someone who's done th been through a situation or experienced something. They can say, hey, look, when I went through this situation, these are the Bible verses that helped me. You should go talk to this person because they helped me through this. They can, might help you. You know, I know pastor says it all the time. His door is wide open. You ever just need to come and just talk to him, talk to Kenny, talk to myself? We're more than happy to just sit down and have, I mean, I'll have a cup of coffee. They won't, but I'll have a cup of coffee with you, and we can talk. That's what we're here for, to edify the church body, to use our talents. I might not be a great talker, but I'm a great listener. You can ask my wife, uh-huh. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Sure thing. Yeah, whatever you want. That's my job. <laughs> But there's times where, you know, I have to, I'll say it like this. My, 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 growing up, my dad was, he still is a man of very few words. I mean, we were, when, uh, when we were working together or in the same area, we would carpool together, and it was 60 miles one way. And we would leave about 4.30 in the morning, and not a word was said in the car. Not one word. And then uh, I'd get off. He, I'd get off before him, and I'd go and pick him up. And um, he'd hop in the car and say, "Hey, how's it going? Good. How's your day? Good. Okay." Sixty miles back, three hours later, in four o five traffic in Los Angeles. Not one word. I mean, it really surprised me if he would say, "Hey, you want to stop and grab something to eat?" I'm like, "Whoa, what happened?" You know. <laughs> And so now, it's crazy how it happens, but now I find myself riding in the car with my girls or, or with Abby, not a word. I don't say a word, and, and, and she'll just say, is everything all right? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Why? You're awfully quiet. I'm like, sorry, you know? But it, it's crazy, but you know, we don't all have that, outgoing or we don't we all have different abilities different talents different gifts that God has given us but we uh, we should be using those to encourage one another so you see someone who's down maybe uh, just got their head uh, down low or they're going through different things whether you see it or, or just you know you we don't, all don't know what someone is dealing with but if we are constantly communicating checking in on one each other edifying each other the maturity of someone is to be able to step back and recognize and see hey, something's wrong with so-and-so. 
Let's go find out. Then we could come alongside and say, hey, I noticed you've been down a little bit. I noticed you've been uh, struggling with this. I noticed you, or whatever. We can edify the, the body of Christ, the local church. We can grow, all, we can also grow the body of Christ. In Ephesians 4, 16, the Bible says, from whom the whole body uh, fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to effectual working in the measure of every part, make an increase of the body, <clears throat> sorry, unto the edifying of itself in love. Healthy things grow, church brings health, and church growth makes a healthy church. This is God's way. You know, there's different times where if we encourage one another, we come alongside, we help each other grow, we'll see the church grow. Because if you look back, look back at, at Brother Kenny and I were talking today, uh, uh, we had someone stop by and trying to, you know, always trying to sell different things. And so we just, it's, be kinda, it's kind of become like a game to us. See how long we can keep them going sometimes. It's, it's rude, but it's fun, you know. You don't, it's, it's weird. We're weird, I know. But this lady came today, and she was trying to sell some, I don't even remember. So Kenny took this one, and he was talking to her. And, and, but he asked me a question, and he said, how many tracks have we gotten out this year? Did you know we're at 14,000 and change already? That, that, to me, like, it hit me today. Like, like 14,000 tracks. Do we know how many people have been saved? A handful. But the gospel has gotten out, and I look at I looked at I looked at that as that is one sign of a healthy church. Someone trying to grow, someone trying to bring someone. I I know we all wish we could just bring people to see what the Lord's doing here, and and, and we wish it was as easy as look, you got to come here, and, and and you know we wish people would come when we'd invite them. But you know, unfortunately. Not every church is fulfilling that. Not every church is doing their part. And so to be able to be a part of a church where the word is being preached, the, the, the gospel is getting out, and, and people are coming and being saved and, and baptized, and you see different things, that should be signs of, Lord, thank you for allowing us as a church family to be uh, using our talents, our abilities, our gifts that you've given us for your kingdom, for your furtherance of your word. Talents and gifts can be blended together. For example, the gift of administration and the talent of financial management can be blended together. Or the gift of mercy and the ability for counseling can be blended together. We see these different gifts in Romans 12, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, and Ephesians 4. If you have time, you can go back and read them. But, you know, there's the difference between natural talents and spiritual gifts. A talent is something that, you know, has biologically been received from your parents while a spiritual gift is given to us by the Holy Spirit. A natural talent is present from natural birth while the spiritual gift is present from conversion. There's a natural talent that is, uh, benefits in the earthly realm while a spiritual gift benefits in the spiritual realm. A natural talents, natural talents advance man's plan while spiritual gifts advance God's plan. Natural talents' results are usually temporal, while spiritual gifts' results are always eternal. Natural talents glorify self, 
while spiritual gifts glorify God. And then the, as I was, I was reading this different, this little chart earlier, I was just, Lord, how, how absolutely right is that? The Bible says in Psalm 115, one, not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but to thy name give glory for thy truth and mercy's sake. And that, that, that to me has, has become my life verse and that, that everything I do and I strive for daily. And now I'm not there and I struggle uh, just as much as anyone else. I, I'm not perfect. I still am human. But my goal is today, that today I live my life, not unto me, not unto me, but to thy name give glory for thy truth and mercy's sake. So, there's a difference between a talent and a gift. Some talents are, people are talented in the, in the area of being fast. Fast runners or can throw hard or, or you know, when we played uh, softball, we saw different people's talents. Some people had more talents. Some people didn't have as much talent. I remember I got hit in the, in the hands with a ball that I, I, I think it was like a rocket because it came out of nowhere, and I tried to catch it, and the ball hit me, and my hand bruised up. It was, it was crazy huge, and I was like, well, I, I, when I was standing there, I thought I broke my hand. The next day, it was bruised, but it didn't hurt. I just had this big bruise right here. You know, I, I think it's a talent. I don't know. Maybe it's, I, I really don't know. But my wife, if I poke her, she'll have a bruise for three, four days. My wife, if, if, if I bump her or if she bumps into something, I'm, I'm telling you, this bruise gets huge and it looks like she's had a traumatic experience. But, you know, that might maybe a talent. I don't necessarily know. But that's something earthly. Whereas my wife has a great gift and an ability to sing where I don't. <laughs> I can't sing. I'm in the choir and making a joyful noise, and if you ask Kenny, he's, if he could, he'd turn me down. But, but, you know, what are you using your gifts and talents for? Is it to edify yourself or to glorify God? There's a story <coughs> that uh, the rabbit on a swim team is what it's called. Once upon a time, the animals decided they would do something meaningful to meet the problems of the new world. So they organized a school. They adopted an activity curriculum of running, climbing, swimming, and flying. To make it easier to administer the curriculum, all the animals took all the subjects. The duck was excellent in swimming, in fact, better than his instructor. But he made only passing grades in flying and was very poor in running. Since he was slow in running, he had to, he had to drop swimming and stay after school to practice running. This caused his webbed feet to be badly worn so that he was only average in swimming. But average was quite acceptable, so nobody worried about that except the duck. The rabbit started at the top of his class in running, but developed a nervous twitch in his leg muscles because of so much makeup work in swimming. The squirrel was excellent in climbing, but his, he encountered a constant frustration in flying class because his teacher made him start from the ground up instead of instead of from the treetop down. He developed cramps from overexertion and only got a C in climbing and a D in running. Now the eagle was a problem child. 
He was severely disciplined for, not, for being nonconformist. In climbing classes, he beat all the others uh, to the top of the tree, but insisted on using his own way to get there. The obvious moral of the story is a simple one. Each creature has its own set of capabilities in which it will naturally excel. Will you let God use you in your own abilities? We don't all have the same gifts. We don't all have the same talents. We don't all have the same abilities. But we do have something that God's given us. We do have the, the, uh, the ability to tell others about Christ. We do have the ability to live our lives in a manner that's honoring and pleasing to Him. Christ has no hands but our hands to do His work today. He has no feet but our feet to lead men His way. He has no tongues but our tongues to tell men how He died. He has no help but our help to bring them to His side. <clears throat> do all, that, all the good you can by all the means you can, in all thy ways you can, in all thy places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as you ever can. I am only one, but I am one. I cannot do everything, but I can do something. And what I can do, I ought to do. And what I ought to do, by the grace of God, I shall do. Salvation came to our heart when we put our tr trust and faith in Jesus Christ, along with the forgiveness of our sins. Now my question to you, <clears throat> will you allow God to use your talents? Will you allow God to use you for his glory? I consider this a talent. <clears throat> There's a fine line between a long drawn out sermon and a hostage situation. No, that was a joke. All right. To me, my talent is short and sweet. But allow God to use you in any way. There's many different means. Just as the, this uh, writer once said, and what I ought to do by the grace of God, I shall do. Let's pray. Lord, we sure do love you. We thank you just for this sweet time, Lord. I pray that uh, uh, you just encourage one of us, each and every one of us, Lord, as, as we are just the thought of you being used by you, Lord. Even if it's in a small capacity, Lord, just the thought of just being, just knowing that we had a small part, Lord, or that you just used us in a very small and special way. Lord, to me, that, that, that's everything. Lord, I pray that you just give us opportunities the rest of this week, Lord, to be just used by you, whether if it's inviting someone, handing out a track, or just simply living our lives in a manner that's honoring and pleasing to you, Lord. I pray that you just give us these opportunities this week, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen.